Madison, I want you to do another intro for my podcast. What you want me to say? Say this. Welcome to season two of my mom podcast. Get your ish together. Believers, it's time for God's people to shine. It's your girl, host, entrepreneur, Delisa New Williams here. I need you to get ready because this is the season for the believer. For you to know that heavens are open and God hasn't closed any doors. Let's awaken and stir the word up for the believers. God's ready to gird up the believers. Make you conquerors and achievers. This ain't no game. This is season two of Get Your Ish Together podcast for who? The believers. Now let's go. Hey, hey, believers. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Delisa New Williams here. And we are about to dive right into this episode on Get Your Ish Together podcast for you, for the believer, okay? Y'all know Ish stands for inner self-healing. And right now, the land is in need of some healing, okay? Y'all got your girl up in here. I just want to go down there to Buckingham Fountain and stand outside and sing, What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. Come on, y'all. Y'all know y'all feel that. We got to give the world some love, okay? Whether they want it or not, we going to beat you till you get love, okay? <laughs> That's what we going to do. We going to beat you. We going to beat you. You going to get a Holy Ghost whooping, okay, till you get you some love up in you. How about that, all right? So I know y'all looking at the title, and you like living in a posture of shift. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell y'all. When God gave this to me, if you listen to last the last episode, I introduced the Dreamer series, which I am so excited about because I told y'all I absolutely love Disney, okay, and Disney loved me, and I am the secret Disney princess, okay? We already established that. So I was ready to do my next episode and bring to y'all my <laughs> next movie, and God was like, no, you have to shift. And so he gives me this title and I'm like, God, this ain't even grammatically correct. <laughs> like, you know, do, do y'all do that? Do y'all go back and forth? Like, God, this doesn't even come on. He like, Mm-mm, I said what I said. Okay. Living in a posture of shift. And so I began to do research and, you know, God had me on this whole journey. Why, you know, I'm a sociologist by, by, by my whole um, degree. And so data and research and qualitative studies and quantitative studies. That, that's my whole thing. So living your life in a position where you're flexible to shift. Posture means the position in which someone holds their body when standing or sitting. And it's important right now to be flexible and shifting because God's spirit is like the wind, always flowing, always moving and grooving, 
always working and always blowing, okay? God's wind is just everywhere. And whenever I hear the word posture, I think of, you know, I think of a stance. I think of, you know, you standing, and and that's true because even in standing, God is saying you have to be flexible to shift. And you can't be so rigid and unbendable that when the spirit of the Lord is telling you to shift, you can't shift from being stuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't shift cause you stuck and shift is a powerful word. Y'all know I, I, I'm the, I, I love to shift your mindset. You know, God, that's, that's how he talked to me, you know, cause perspective is everything. You know, you can see something from one perspective and my gift and my calling, you know, I ask God is to, to help me shift the people's mindset. And, and he has given that gift to me. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. It's amazing because sometimes our, pers- our perspective, oh Lord, our perspective will allow you to see things one dimensional. And we serve a three dimensional God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there's so many, you know, the Holy Spirit got his job. God has his job. Jesus has his job. And so everyone is working. You know, from their perspective, but it's all working together. The Holy Spirit has its assignment and and so forth. And it's all working together. But the perspective of each assignment and what they're seeing and what they're viewing may be different, is different. And so there's a spiritual shift happening in the land right now. The countries are shifting. The nation is shifting. And then at the same time, you and I shifting. Okay, honey, we all in this shift together. Okay. Think of it like working a job and, and, and this job or this planet has thousands of employees all working a night shift, the graveyard shift or whatever shift. And thousands of people are working together doing a quote unquote shift. And right now we need millions of believers to work together during this shift that's happening right now. And a posture of shift is important, but valuable. It's so valuable to the mission at hand. There's a mission God has you on right to the now. You're on this mission to something big, something audacious. Ooh, you know, that, that's my Mufasa right there. You know, say Mufasa. Ooh, you know, <laughs> it's audacious, honey. You ain't got to look that up. It means you're taking a big, huge risk right now. Okay. You're risking it all. Your ways, your job, even the things you've believed and were taught to believe your whole life, they are all at risk. And this is the time where God is saying, believe, have faith that it's going to happen and still shift. See, a lot of times we're stuck in the faith part concerning the thing, but can't be flexible in the shift. Being stuck might have been okay before, you know, for the old, but in this season, the new generation, better yet, the next generation, it's about being in a posture of shift. This week has been the most emotionally challenging week of this year for me, for you, for a lot of people. And, you know, last time God shifted my whole episode, you know, by using the Disney movie Moana. And I had to be able to shift. You know what I'm saying? He he used that movie 
for a time such as what was going on. And I had to be in posture with the concept and the movie that I was using. But God wanted me to shift with what was going on in the land for this particular moment. And all this week, y'all, I've been writing nonstop. Just go on and check out my blog on my website, DelisaNewWilliams.com. I was hearing God, feeling the pain of my people, God's people, and I still had to believe God's word. My six-year-old came to me on Saturday. We had just came from downtown feeding the homeless and didn't even know that the protesting was going on downtown. We literally missed the looting of all the downtown stores by maybe a good hour and a half. And she was looking at us as we were looking at the news and she cried and was like, mom, I wish Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was still alive today. And I had to give her an answer. Like, you know, what What do you say? You just can't, you just can't leave the room quiet. I had to answer her. And I told her that he is. His spirit is still alive. It just needs to be awakened. It's a clarion call in the spirit telling every leader, every pastor and believer to wake up. It reminds me of that ending in school days, you know, written by Spike Lee, where he was ringing the bell. I think it was a Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, he was at the end of the movie, just ringing the bell, ringing it. And from that moment, God was using my pen to heal instead of using my voice. I'm setting the people free still. I'm still sharing God's messages, but he didn't want me to use my voice. He was shifting me to write it out instead. And baby, y'all, my pen was going, okay? <laughs> Better yet, my computer was typing. <laughs> I mean, the titles were coming left and right. I got one blog title, snatching the covers off of it all. Hashtag America Wake Up, okay? That, now, that's a must read. And then I did, what did I do versus what can I do? Which prompted a response to the people who were confused during all this looting and violence in our cities. And if you're interested in what we can do, you and me as believers, in the aftermath of it all, then go ahead and check it out. And finally, I did, if you're not about the cause, then I'm putting my dollars on pause. I actually love this with y'all because it's so enlightening and, and informational. God was showing me the key to end it all and save our people is, is do what Esther did. Come on, we got to go to the Bible. Go on a fast, but not just a regular fast. Do a monetary fast. Burden the economy and the decree that's on the land to kill us, to destroy and wipe us out. Let that be eradicated forever. It's the answer. God's answer to eradicate the hate, period. So yes, believers, I've been busy using my pen to heal and now I'm shifting back to be with you. And I love you and miss you, all right? <laughs> same mission, same message, but God shifted the method. Come on, let's repeat that for the cause. Because <laughs> I feel that in my Shondo right there. Say it. Same mission, same message, but God shifted the method. 
Same mission, a same message, but God shifted. Uh-oh, the method. Come on, same mission, same message, but God shifted the method. And shifting can be tough because you're looking at the news showing your neighborhood is at risk. Remember that word audacious? Your city is at risk. Even the color of your skin is at risk. And you can't do nothing about nothing to nothing right about now, okay? The skin he gave you, honey, like, I didn't choose this skin. I I love it. Please believe me, honey, baby. The skin is popping, all right? Black girl magic all day. But I didn't choose this. God made me this way. So how do I live a life in a posture of shift? You ready? Okay. That's why, I, that's why I need to record some of my podcasts because y'all going to be like, this girl is having all type of fun in the studio. I got four words for you and I'm going to drop the mic. I ain't going to drop it for real, okay? Because this is an expensive mic. I can't drop this mic. But in the spirit, of course, it's going to get dropped. Four words. Lord, have your way. Get the heck out of here. Say what? Now say what now? Lord, have your way. What way you ask? His way. How, Sway? (laughs) How? By being flexible. By trusting his plan. Whatever comes, what may. It sounds simple. But sometimes, heck, even a lot of times, it just don't make no sense. Stuff just doesn't make any sense. Coronavirus doesn't make sense. I can't get no milk from the store. Your medicine prescription is gone, lost in a looter's hand, and it just doesn't make any sense. Constantly doing the things God has told you to do, but it's not working out the way you hoped, don't make sense. Or things are moving, you know, and working for you right now. You know, you you got your little race running at your pace, but the bullseye hasn't been hit. Don't get stuck in it all. Now, keep throwing them darts until you hit the bullseye. Oh, but don't stop there. Because when you hit the bullseye, you're going to keep throwing until you split the dart that just hit the previous bullseye. And then when you successfully do that, get a more challenging target, fight the target of hate, the target of racism, the target of poverty, the target of mental health disorders that sweep in the land. Hey, even go further and and fight the target of obesity. Demolish them all. And posture also means a particular way of dealing with or considering something, an approach or attitude. Ask yourself, how is your approach? How are you looking at things right now? What prescription you got in them glasses? Yeah, that's my smack. Well, what you got in them lenses right there? Is it 2020 vision? Is it, you, you got some scales over them lenses? What are you looking at right now? My brother was over here earlier today and, you know, we were talking about some things and I love talking to our youth. I love it. Please 
Make sure that you pour into our next generation because we can enlighten them, but we can also become enlightened as well. And I absolutely love when he's home from college because I could just see like his light bulb just be lighting up, you know, it'd be flickering away. And he was like, Didi, you got a mamba mentality. And we two believers have to adopt a mamba mentality with Christ. You say we protested. God saying do more. I've been praying, God, pray more. I've been fasting. Lord, I just did that 21 day fast, you know, with the church in January. Fast more. Go 40 days. I've been mad. Get mad some more, God says. But we've been dying. I need more to die, he says. But not necessarily in a literal sense. This time in a figurative sense. Die to the old. Die to the lazy. Die to the contentment and, and comfortability of it all. You got too comfortable. So just let all that die. And when you're in a posture of shift, you confuse the heck out of the enemy, okay? <laughs> Your posture is misleading him. He think he doing something, okay? He ain't doing nothing at all. And posture also means to behave in a way that is intended to mislead. While you're living a life in a posture of shift, Honey, the devil is misled. <laughs> the devil is stuck on dumb. <laughs> I love that, y'all. I got to say it again. Leave the devil stuck on dumb. He don't know what's going on right now. You went from believing God to hearing or witnessing a bad report to being angry and in the movement where the devil like, yeah, she ain't got that faith no more. But he don't know that anger and movement was a shift to throw him off, making him think you lost faith. But oh no, honey, your faith went into overload and now you're praying, moving and angry. Where they do that at? What happened to the peace, says the Christians? Where the peace at? Listen, in order for us to get to peace and for us to have peace, we needed to crucify the Prince of Peace. Mm. Pain came. Blood was shed. Protesters of hate and disorderly conduct were sweeping the land. And it all was so mean. And you, believer and unbeliever, Jew and Gentile, black and white, can have access to the Prince of Peace, Jesus. <laughs> I put my hands up, y'all. I get it. It is crazy. Don't make sense at all. Living a life in a posture of shift can be confusing, honey. I know, trust me. I got a testimony for y'all, okay? <laughs> Want to hear it? Here it goes. Last year, we were supposed to be kicked out, honey, flat on the street. The judge ordered the foreclosure judgment to remove us from the premises. Now, let me say this. I have a two flat, and I purchased this 10 flat, I mean, this two flat 10 years ago. 
And my building has housed every single person in my family, okay? I'm not even making that up. Literally, at some point in time in my life, everyone in this family <laughs> lived here. Praise the Lord, okay? Not by me. That was all God. And when the foreclosure came, we were upstairs on the second floor and my mom was downstairs on the first floor. And immediately after the judgment, I began to feel all types of anger and guilt and confusion. Like, how did I get here? I've never been a person to not pay my bills and and, and I would never put my children in a situation where they're going to be put out. Like, I would never do that. See, I went through that growing, growing up. I moved so much that it was ridiculous. I remember one time my daughter had moved three times before she was two years old, okay, while we were living with my parents. And that was the life that they lived. I remember my friends used to call me a gypsy, y'all, because, you know, cell phones wasn't out back then. So, you know, you had house phones. And my friends would be like, Delisa, before the ink could dry in our address book. Yes, we had address books back then. You been in moved, girl. My address and telephone number would change in an instant. And I vowed to never have my children grow up like that. Never grow up like how my mama and daddy had me and my siblings. So now I'm feeling it. My belief was at risk. Like I came to God with faith. I've always had crazy faith because I'm like, God, listen, I believed you for this house. You said that according to John 14, 13, whatever I ask in your name so that the father be glorified in the son. And you can ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. See, Jesus even says it again so you can understand him. Like, ask me, I dare you. I double dog dare you. And I'm like, Jesus, I did. Hello. Like, <laughs> I did ask you. I asked him and he supplied it. Now, for years through unemployment and low paying jobs, my husband was going to school and we was having babies. God supplied, y'all. I remember my mortgage going from $1,400 to $400 overnight by faith. Yes, by faith. I, I can't even explain it, y'all, but I know my faith, okay? So it happened. Now, here I am seven years later in the thing, and I can't even explain it. And let me say this. If God wants me to leave or dissolve a situation, person, place, a thing, honey, every now and under the sun, I'm going to do it because I don't want no problems between me and God, all right? Period. But when the judgment came and we were looking for places to go, I prayed and asked God, like, where should we move? And I didn't hear anything, nothing. Now, y'all, y'all know I hear from God. So not hearing him was beginning to have me question my own self a little bit. OK, and my husband and I went to prayer together and yet we still didn't hear nothing from God. I went to other believers like, do you hear God saying something? Can you pray for me? Because <laughs> maybe my prayers on mute. You know, you ever feel like that, like your prayers was on mute and they were like, they like, we praying, you know, we praying for you. I'm like, maybe somebody else can get a prayer through. Send a newborn baby because, you know, newborn babies in my mind, you know, they just left Jesus not too long ago. So I'm like, listen, let the children pray for me because I don't feel anything. But I know I had to move according to the judgment that was right in front of my face. Like I'm holding on to faith 
And then I'm looking at the judgment and the two, they, they looking like they ain't friends. Okay. Like they don't even like each other. Faith and this judgment are not BFFs. And one day my husband comes home and he was like, God told me to get some boxes and get a storage unit. And I'm like, boxes for what? We ain't got no place to go because see, when you see boxes, <laughs> that means you're moving. That means you have a place to move to, okay? And we get these boxes and something shifts. All of a sudden, my mother downstairs started packing her boxes too. Because she don't want to get put out. Just like we didn't want to get put out. But she didn't start packing her boxes until she saw us packing ours. Because when she saw the boxes, she was like, oh, oh, shoot, it's real. Like, oh, they not playing. They got boxes. Forget the judgment from the judge that was uh, right in front of our face. You know what I'm saying? The judgment that said, y'all got to get out. Forget the conversation we were having with her back and forth, you know. She was not moving and she did not move until she saw the boxes. Smack dab in her face. Forget the laws we've put in place. Forget the procedures and protocols already established that no one follows anyway. Forget the peaceful rallies. The world didn't move until they saw the pain, the injustice, the mayhem that was smack dab in their face. And when she moved out spiritually, everything connected to her left too. And I don't want you to lose focus here because I love my mama, okay? Let me tell you, I'll fight a brick and choke a stick over her, okay? Love her to death. But I was trying to hold on to something that seemed good. I mean, it was it was better than what it was. You know, to me, I'm like, I, so, you know, I'm accepting this thing. And God was trying to let it go. Your time is up, boo-boo. See, God can see when we're trying and he can also see when something is just dying. And it was a dead situation. And spiritually, I couldn't tap into what God had for me because I was trying to be a good daughter, help out, don't judge, pray about this, pray about all things. While God was saying that her moving and me going through all of this was him answering my prayers. My mother would have never left here. You heard me. Here. Yes. We're still here by the grace of God. And God has kept us all this time. And I'm actually recording downstairs, which was her apartment. And we turned it into my studio office and where the business is. See, God knew the extent it was going to take for me to be free from the spirit of poverty and this impoverished mindset. I had being connected to my family that way. He couldn't shift me into a place of having a wealth mindset and me and my whole house going to serve the Lord regardless attitude and way of life while they were all still here. And right now, even with you, you don't know the extent it's going to take to get bent. 
God had to bend this whole thing out of shape so he can just reshape it again. Things right now are bent, but that's great, y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He bending you, boo. Get bent for Jesus, okay? That's what living a life in posture of shift looks like. You're bent, swaying, turned around, but you're still in posture. Your prayers are still vertical. Your faith is still vertical. And soon things will start lining up. Trust me. No, don't trust me. Trust God. Trust the word. Remember a few episodes back, I said you're going to come out of 2020 saying this was your best year yet. Claim it. Profess it. You are a believable the world is saying this is the worst year and people been sending memes all on social media. I'm telling y'all, that's why I don't be on the social media. And TikTok's about how we only six months in and we've dealt with so much. The tragedy in January with Kobe and the other families that died in a plane crash. Then we had coronavirus. Then we had the murders and, and murdering hornets. Heck, the police was murdering people and the, the hornets was murdering people, okay? But God, tragedies was coming. All of those are tragedies, but God, only God has a way of taking a tragedy and turning it into a victory. Ring the bell and shout the alarm. Believe us, it's victory time. Can you feel it? Do do. Can you feel it? Do do. Can you feel it? And I'm out. Can you feel it?
Hey, believers, thank you for tuning in to another dope episode of Get Your Ish Together Podcast. I pray this episode had you stirred up and put that word up in you, because I came to set the people free, y'all. <laughs> I ain't got no time to play. Make sure you subscribe, follow, and rate this podcast. Rate it, boo. Share it with your peeps, because your girl is on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as wherever podcasts are heard. Until next time, I love you with the love of Jesus. Dinu Williams signing off, and I'm out. Mwah. Now let's jam. Uh, uh. Hey. We gotta get our ish together. 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 Get our ish together. We gotta get our ish together. We gotta get our ish together. Boom, 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 bo